Everybody, it's Talkcast 91, and if you're ordinary, tonight is your night to shine here on Sci Fi Saturday Night. It's 92. It's 92? Oh, yeah. shit. It's Talkcast 92. Can we start over? No. No. All right, never mind. Uh, deep in Area 51 at the Underground Apple Store, getting his iPod fixed. I am the Dome. Joining the Talkcast tonight at the Austin Brighton Box Farm, it's the former anime princess, currently cat wrangler to the stars, Kriana. I'm waxing my iPad, baby. Oh, baby, baby, baby. And from Outpost Gallifrey in Indiana, Captain Segway himself, awake by Java. Broom. Ooh, and he's been drinking again. Our again, guest tonight. Again, again. Our guest tonight, Matt Durson, Clay Inferno, and John Hunt, otherwise known as the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. And gentlemen, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hello! Oh, hello! And it's yeah. a pleasure to be here, AdamWest.com. Dom, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you so dropped the ball. Pleasure. <laughs> it's it's fantastic to have some gentlemen on the podcast. <laughs> well... We quite yeah, rightly. Yeah, after you'll, that illustrator quite. acts, I don't know. An hour, you know, you in an hour maybe you'll you know. Uh, like, we, oh, we already know the truth. It's not yeah. an issue at this point. Oh. <laughs> wow, those guys were quite ordinary. You'll probably see something like that. <laughs> yeah. Dome, you totally dropped the ball. You should have totally introduced us as as the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Nina. No, no, no. Oh, come on, Java could have been the Invisible Man. <laughs> and who can and I'm in it? an invisible box. The old Hold guy, on, what's man. his name? The old guy, <laughs> what's his name? Thank <laughs> you so much. Hey, listen, before we start the show tonight, uh, I just want to shout out to uh, the Dead Redhead and our biggest fan, Dead Redhead's mom. Honey, get well soon. We miss you. And uh, take good care. And Dead Redhead, we'll see you next week. Get better, Dead Redhead's mom. In any case, um, the League of Ordinary Gentlemen is our, our rival podcast from Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, we have met them uh, occasionally. And I, I recall getting drunk with them after at Comic-Con one year. Uh, quite possibly, yes. <laughs> that I was probably... I was told I had a good time. Yeah, I, I don't remember, I seem. Uh, it was, it was that so like me. Weird Armenian restaurant or something. Anyway. No, was it the Middle East? That's the not a weird restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Lebanese. I was going to say, it, it wasn't this past year because... Yeah, I'm a Lebanese too. That was, no, this past year was, we had a party at McGreevy's, but the year prior we had a... 
a party at the Middle East, a post-Comic-Con party. The old people were too tired for the post-Comic-Con party. This well, you, that was... Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Thanks, Dome. Oh, yeah, bite me, both of you. Thank you. I'm... I'm... <laughs> well, no. next year, we'll have to... Uh... <laughs> we'll have another one. Awkward. We'll, we'll plan on having another one next year. What do you say, guys? All right. Sounds but good. Yeah. These, these gentlemen, or, or ordinary gentlemen as they were, are our rival podcasts out of Boston. And uh, we we sit and and uh, snipe at each other constantly. I believe. I, I'm up every night thinking about this rivalry. Oh, my God, those guys. How are you? Cross- Sorry for saying my crossbow collection has 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 grown innumerably since the rivalry began. <laughs> That's awesome. That is just awesome. Oh, we're so, screwed. My catapult, sir. Right? Yes. Yeah, so you bring your. Crossbow oh no! My catapult. <laughs> they have I, know, I think I know where the rivalry started. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's because we wanted to be the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con. And then you guys had already had the title, so we had the official after party, and then it was all downhill from there. Oh, that's it. The jealousy. Oh. Oh, the humanity. Well, there it is. And all the people who were not cool enough to to make it to the after party of the Boston Comic Con apparently showed up at the Avengers casting call in Ohio. Oh. And Captain Thank you for the segue note. <laughs> that, that's a segue sound. Oh, nice. We so need one. Hey, okay. mark that down. I'm just saying, like there, there's a there, there's a, a particular uh, a set of people in Ohio who have a a a large desire to be in any movie, regardless of what movie it is. And so thousands turned up for the Avengers casting call, not thousands. actually understanding what. Literally thousands of people. Uh, uh, the the mile was half a mile long, and uh, this was in Independence, Ohio, because the Avengers extras casting call was ridiculous. People were showing up from all over the state to to get in on this movie. Half the people had no idea what the Avengers were. Weird. <laughs> oh, the cool part is they're going to make eighty out eighty dollars for an eight hour day and get double time if they go into overtime. And they're usually shooting with the extras for 10 to 14 hours a day in downtown Cleveland in the middle of nowhere in the middle of August in 100-degree weather. This has got to be fun. (laughs) They get, like, free snacks and stuff, though. So, you know, there is that. But you know, I remember when I was an extra, I I filled my bag with cans of soda that they were giving. <laughs> yeah, see, that's where you make mistakes. Yeah, I, I I filled my bag with cartons of cigarettes, and it went a oh. lot better. <laughs> we're giving away cigarettes. Damn. Excuse eighty dollars. Yeah. You sell those packs for ten dollars a pack. You can totally make over a thousand dollars in a day. I'm just saying. Go down to the I'm local, giving, you know, great school down there, and. Uh, <laughs> Go wild. Hey, we lost Clay Inferno. Oh, oh he's he's in and out here. I'm okay. totally paying attention about that. Okay. Oh, that, that's, that's Kriana's job. She we, we have our own technical guru. I wasn't waxing my iPad. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Call failed. It. Oh, Clay. Oh, Clay. Here he is. 
Well, he doesn't really, you know. He's back. Maybe now. Yeah, hey, I heard whatever that was. Hey, he, he doesn't it, really, you know. I, I couldn't but make a despite, big say. Despite the, the thousands showing up for the Avenging, Avengers casting call, um, no one showed up for the Tintin casting call because it's all computer animated. Yeah, well, the cool thing about that is... Uh, Nothing. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The cool thing about that is it's a Spielberg project, and Spielberg, for the very first time, Uncle Stevie is going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. I thought Stephen King was Uncle Stevie. No, God, no. <laughs> That's creepy, creepy Uncle Stevie. Uncle Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wrote that book about you. Yes, he did write The Dome. That is true. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's good. The thing is that um, okay, I was a noob at Boston Comic Con, having never been to a Comic Con before. But Comic-Con you know Friday. that you know that despite the uh, the overwhelming celebrity event that was my entrance into the Boston Comic Con, <laughs> trumpet Steven Spiel- <laughs> Steven Spielberg is is going to have nothing to do with the entire con. He's going to come in in a limo. He's going to do his thing, and he's going to leave. He's not going to get the experience of, of San Diego Comic-Con at all. He's not going to understand what it's about. He's just going to be annoyed because he has to answer questions in a panel from all I don't these know. people. I'm not sure I buy that because... Yeah, you he's know, a huge nerd, right? I mean... Well, he's, he's somewhat of a nerd, but the reality is he realizes that, you know, the Tintin project, which is what he's going there primarily to produce, primarily to promote is not really well known to American audiences at all. And, you know, he understands what San Diego does to boost a movie. When Cameron came in and touted Avatar, it gave it a huge push. Same thing with Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> yeah, but, but Snakes on a Plane is, is an amazing example of America's cinematography. It, it, it's the epitome... <laughs> Of, That's what I'm talking American about. Movie making. But nobody and, and would have you, seen it if they I, didn't hype it up at Comic Con, I guess. We, we, we can't really compare The Adventures of Tintin, which is a Steven Spielberg film, to Snakes on a Plane because just, there's just no way to compare the two. I, I mean, found the uh, 3D in Snakes on a Plane a little distracting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, for all we Shut know, your, Spielberg could be going there to talk about his brand new Falling Skies project on. TNT. Oh, I say I, again, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? Honestly, okay. Steven Spielberg, you're a fantastic movie maker. You made great movies in the 80s. <laughs> if you're out there listening, if you're right listening, right now, <laughs> yeah, he's Come on, on the show anytime. <laughs> Stay away from television, please. Oh Let si- You know what? I will say this, and this is this is. Oh no, um, no! Oh God, no! You're not going to tell me sci-fi does a better job. Okay, I'm sorry, but did you see Alphas? Alphas was fantastic. Right. Okay, Alpha- I wouldn't give it fantastic. I'd say it has potential. Okay, it was it was fun. It was interesting. It was it was okay. Have you have you seen Leverage? Yep. Yes, I love Leverage. Yep. It, it is leverage plus sci-fi. It is Hopefully. leverage plus X-Men. We'll see it is how the it exact goes. same thing. It but what I really liked about characters. Alphas was that all the people who had powers, they had really awesome weaknesses. Yep. Yep. They were actually human. They were actually multidimensional. 
And you know what? This is what makes a good television show, people's faults. And sci-fi doesn't get that because they haven't done it very well. I mean, Sanctuary. Oh, God. Is that even still oh. on? No, but, but I will say that the, the, the uh, new season of Eureka and um, Warehouse 13. Okay, I'm Eureka, so... I was like, snore. But Warehouse 13 was freaking awesome. No, oh, yeah. no, no. That was wrecked, actually a fairly killer Monday night. That was a fairly killer lineup. I mean, Eureka is Eureka, and I'm really just bored with it. Yeah, and and I, you know what? It, there's going to be a lot of that. This is an acquired taste kind of shit going on. Well, and, and I there's think a, at this point, Eureka is an acquired taste. Well, and that's I acquired it, and then I lost it because it got so boring. Well, there's this, there's this build. Well, the the problem with Eureka was there was this huge build up towards this this alternate timeline, and then they haven't done anything with it. But you can tell, even with the first episode, that they are looking at doing something. They're trying to figure out what the hell to do with it, and they re- right. I don't think they have an idea. They wrote themselves into a goddamn corner, and now they can't get out of it. No, I Maybe. think they will. I, I, I have faith. I'm keeping the faith. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that's a good Monday night for sci-fi, and sci-fi as, as a network has been you know, an overall fairly disappointing shark-to-plus network. Uh, now has a fairly decent Monday night. Well, okay, so here's, and, a, here's and, the problem and you with Eureka. Know what? It's the formula. And they just can't break out of the formula, which is problem. This week it was Zane launches Fargo and Zane into space. And then solution is crazy technology that we make up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, but that's the entire show at this point. I know, and that's what bothers me is because it didn't but that's what to you're, be like it. That's what, Yuri, that's what Eureka's been from the very beginning. I think it had a little more depth than those It's the same way way that that, um, Warehouse 13 has been crazy fringe science, but not as cool as fringe. Which, by the way, I want fringe back. I want it back. Oh, God, yeah. I just read... We need it back now. (laughs) I just read the the fringe comics and the tales from the fringe comics, the the 12 uh, issues that, that encompass that. And it, I thought it would tide me over, but all it does is make me want it more. I still haven't even seen this whole last season. And oh. can I just say that the fact that that <clears throat> that Fringe didn't make it into uh, the Emmys is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, Fringe didn't make it to the Emmys, but Jim Parsons does, and it's he's nice to know. He's a douchebag. He is such a douchebag, and he's never actually seen Doctor Who, and I hate him. End of story. <laughs> okay, I mean... There, there were some fantastic choices in the Emmys. I mean, there really, really were. Elizabeth Moss. Didn't got we already decide not to talk about the Emmys? No, no, no. It made it in. Oh, we made okay. it in. Sorry, I thought we decided not to. Um, modern, modern family. Jedi. Modern Family almost swept Outstanding Supporting Actor in Comedy Series. Yes, How? they're hilarious, especially the gay guys. And and you know Peter Dinklage got uh, is is the primary uh, nomination in supporting actor in drama series. Dinklage. I mean, it, there there are some. There are some <laughs> You're some easily amused. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the word Dinklage is over show. the edge. There's there are some fantastic choices, but when you when you look at the series nominations, like outstanding comedy series, outstanding drama series. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you see, you see Game of Thrones and Mad Men, but then you also see Boardwalk Empire what? and 
Friday Night Lights, which has been on television for what six seasons, and you know the, all of these all of these ridiculous shows that really don't. I mean, Saturday Night Live was uh, nominated yet again for Outstanding Variety Music Comedy Series. Is there and, any other variety music comedy series on TV? Daily Show, Late Night, Real Time, Colbert Report, Conan O'Brien. I mean, all of these. But I mean, the point is that. The Emmys has ceased to be a good indication of where good television is being made. The Emmys is the new Golden Globe Awards. It's a joke. And that's all there is to it. Am I throwing it out? Yes, I am. I'm done with them. And you know what I'm throwing out? I am throwing out the 13th Sookie Stackhouse novel. Yeah, well, I'm throwing out the 12th, which I just, or was it the 11th that I just finished or the 12th? Yeah, they all blend together because they are a continuous stream of suck. Okay, here's, well, it's vampires. Vampires suck? Yeah. Uh, See what I did there? Yeah, that's good. When they introduced the fairies, it just went way downhill. No, the cool thing, okay, here's the I one. love no, the fairies no, no, in the television show. This has show. nothing to do with the television show. Yeah, no, in the books, you're absolutely right. In the books, yeah, the fairies, no, it's, it's bullshit. But this season of True Blood, oh my God. It is just, you sit there for 48 minutes, and, and I am just wrapped by the way they're doing what they're doing. It is amazing. And then, it's and made then at the it end, not you're like, no more. Yeah, it, you know, I'm 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 actually kind of excited because True Blood is just is just filling the space between the time when I don't have Fringe back. I want Fringe back. <laughs> yes, we get that. We get that. There's no Doctor Who right now, uh, and 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 Miracle Day is is just starting to trickle into our systems. And, okay, and tr- okay. Can can we we can talk about episode one now? Yes, yeah. we can. Um, so I'd just like to say, epic when Gwen put the little the little earmuffs on her baby and then started shooting. <laughs> that was awesome. But, uh, but it I mean, was hilarious. The, the the primary problem I had with the first episode was the end when they said, "Fuck it all." I'm taking this team to America under Statute Four Nine Six of the. No, it's Four Five Six. Like right, like the. Four, like the enemies from the last one, right? It's the same. It, it's the it's the dark side proclamation or whatever Doctor Who says every single time. You know, <laughs> oh, you know? shadow proclamation. Shadow proclamation four five six. You know that's what it's that's what it is, and it's it's cool that that's like a reference. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I kind of hate America right now. <laughs> well, you're supposed to. Yeah, you're not. This is not supposed to be a sympathy, a sympathetic situation. You're not I, supposed I, to be happy that they're coming to America. Although FBI guy was kind of rocking. No, well, yeah. guess what? No, not. I know really. he's totally gonna die, but. <laughs> At, the, at the same time, I felt the same. I feel the same way about Miracle Day that I did about Children of Earth. Oh. And. and and you know, if if it if the if the if the series plays out the way that I expect it to, it's going to just be a lot of disappointment, and I'm not I'm not looking forward to that because, despite despite the the um, abuse that I took at the end as a as a uh, as an audience member at the end of Children of Earth at the end of that series, I still like the idea and and I'm interested in Torchwood, and I don't want it to suck. But I get this feeling 
that it's going to. Okay, I'm going to give you a no spoiler look ahead. No, 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 spoilers. No, 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 spoilers. no look ahead. Moving on, changing topic. <laughs> um, and, and you know, we talked about True Blood. Oh, how about the internet replaces a little girl stolen TARDIS? Go. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So cool. Okay, Can I just so say? The story was little girl had a TARDIS bus stop and some douchebag stole it, and then the internet heard and made her a new one. And you know, internet? this is it's brilliant. I know, Her? right? Like, I mean, Fuck yeah, internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, we like the internet when they do shit like this. We like them. <laughs> internet we're not, good. We're not so we're not so appreciative of the internet taking pictures of the little girl and making those available. But she's yeah. on the news. Is her name Amy Pond? Little no. girl. <laughs> River Song, actually. Oh, ooh, that deepens the mystery. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, this is just another example of how, when it you know when it comes down to brass tacks, people on the internet are 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 oftentimes douchebags. Um, but you said it, huh? Didn't we just present company excluded? I mean, of course. <laughs> they no, gave no, her I, a new TARDIS and gave it to her, and then she was on the news because she got a new TARDIS. Right, but y- you all might not be douchebags, but personally, <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking this. I have been a douchebag on the internet. I have been. Because I am, what is I, this? When, when, when did this turn into an AA meeting? <laughs> I, my name is Java, and I've been a douchebag on the internet. I'm just saying. If they have meetings like that, I want to find them. Yeah, yeah let's, I, let's I mean, start that. We'll, let, we'll do it at a hangout on Google+. Plus. Yeah, G+. Circle me, y'all. I don't expect anybody else to join me in this, in this but I have been that Can't annoying. do it alone. I have been you that have annoying. been okay. Let's let's make it real accurate and say you are being. I am being <laughs> that annoying douchebag on the internet that internet that calls you out because your grammar is wrong on a forum. I have been that person, but at the same time, when a little girl loses her TARDIS, my heart breaks, and it sounds like a ripping fez. <laughs> And, and I have to time? step up, and I will grab my hammer, and I will grab my screwdriver, sonic or otherwise, and I will build the little girl a TARDIS because that is what she needs to go through her life as a full and realized human being who understands that time and relative dimension in space is relative. <sighs> You have just touched me in a special. Wow. Well, he, he unfortunately wow. has been arrested many times for touching people like that. <laughs> yeah, that was a slow clap just for you. <laughs> and at the same time, can I just say that I am so happy that in True Blood, Jessica is being featured because she is so hot. Oh, she yeah, is. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so goddamn funny, too. She is. She's great. I think it's hilarious that they gave that creepy doll from his ex-girlfriend to the baby. <laughs> that was just fucking awesome. That, you sit there and you go, okay, the kid's creepy, the doll's creepy, nothing good can come of this. This is well, going to be hilarious. And the thing is that, I mean, Jessica is still 17. She's a baby, right? Yep. She's a baby little thing. And she's acting like a baby. And she continues to be a baby. 
about her relationship, about her living situation, and it, it all makes sense. And yet at the same time, you're like, I feel vaguely creepy because she's super hot. Well, can I ask a question? Okay, Yo. so last season they, they had this thing where, like, she was a permanent virgin, right? Because, like, vampires heal and, you know, like, there was right, that right, storyline. Right. Is that still going on? Like, they don't, they kind of just, like, like, all right, well, whatever. Okay, so, well. Do they I never? Mean, let let me you know, enlighten a- you because <laughs> my knowledge of the, the vampire genre is obviously extraordinary. My, oh, yeah, my we're friends ordinary, in the yes, ordinary. Okay, a vampire can change their physical form if they expend enough uh, energy, if they expend enough blood. So they can change their hair color or or length if they want to. So she can just regrow as the, as need be. Yeah, and yeah, change or her not grow. Down there. Her hymen. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, so we Wait, I don't understand. <laughs> Could you explain the, the, that fully? The discussion of Jessica. vampiric virginity. Yes, thank you. They could have explained it on the show, and I would have been fine with that. But. With diagrams? <laughs> <laughs> Circles and arrows and pictures on the back. Thank it you. Is H- Jessica specifically as the... It is HBO. Yeah, uh, a TV. But I'm just saying... Uh, at the same time, speaking of, of uh, virginity in television, uh, actually specifically movies in this case, uh, Sean Bean is going to be once again a person who dies in Snow White. How's that going to work? He's never done that before, has He's so he? adorable at dying. <laughs> he's one of the best death actors around. He's, he's really perfected that little portion of the universe of the... I'm going to be in this movie for 10 minutes and then I will die. And people and will remember, will remember me. me as the person who died. <laughs> I can be the best friend. I can be the person next door. I can be the guy sitting next to you on the bus. Watch me die. Hey, my only question is as a serious acting question, uh, is his mouth going to be open during his portrayal? <laughs> Of the king, or is it going to be closed? Because in Lord of the Rings, it was closed, and in Game of Thrones, it was open. Seriously open, repeatedly, yes. And and you really have to question, what does that say about the character? I mean, I know that that's what, uh, you know, the actors are thinking in Sherlock Holmes, a game of shadows, a throne. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, there is that whole whole thing going on in London now, isn't there? Yeah, or they're, they're, they're there? starting to shoot. They're starting to shoot the new Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, and it's going to come out in December. And it's another low quality, you know, blah 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 Sherlock Holmes film. My question is, when does uh, Cumberbatch come back and do Sherlock? Series two on the BBC. Yeah, no shit. That's what Sherlock. I care about? Hopefully, very soon. That would be yes. Man, I'm, uh, that's that's an amazing series, and you know what? I, I love the the British format. You know what? I got three. We're gonna do three. Screw you. We're doing three. If people wow. like it, we'll come back. We'll do six. <laughs> if we got scripts, if we don't, we're doing five, and that's it. You know, 
part of the real issue with American television is they're stuck in this 13, 26-week cycle. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And it doesn't necessarily always work well that way. Mm. Well, okay, that, I, the thing is, they were long. They were long. They weren't just like hour. Like the last episode. That last episode of Sherlock was like a movie. It was like an hour and a half long. It was a, yeah, it was just like, a, you know, and, like and a TV it was, show. And it was freaking awesome too. It was. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's they totally don't do that here because it's all about the money, dude. Oh. They can't sell Budweiser like thirteen commercials. Or, or, or they can't do Falling Skies and have a Mazda commercial every eight and a half minutes. Oh, my God. Can I just say that <laughs> I, I was traveling this past week, and um, I was at home, and I love my family. But when I'm at home, we watch television because then you can avoid conversation. It's a classic and American. So- Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm sticking to the roots of the American culture. And so we were watching television and I don't watch commercials because that's stupid. And so <laughs> I, I was watching commercials for the first time in probably four years. And I was amazed at the number of commercials that were stupid. <laughs> Welcome to American television, oh. my friend. They were, were there almost, some that weren't? I mean, like... <laughs> yeah, there, there were some that weren't. There, there were oh. some that were really clever, and I felt like they were, they were things that I would watch on YouTube had they been entered into the uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Google Plus uh, timeline. Um, Circle me, dog. I, <laughs> <laughs> had to get it in there. Well done. Well played. Look at your, look at your boyfriend. Now look at me. Now look at your boyfriend. Now look at me. Uh, that is pretty funny, Kamara. At, at the same time, um, I I really have to I really have to ask the question: um, is, is anyone interested at all in the rewrite of Akira? No, no. Move on. Hey, nope. you, know, you know what I'm interested in? Uh, John Carter of Mars. There's been a lot of snark about it, but I I'll got strap to, that on. That looks good. It re- it really um, the first trailer came out. It's kind of impressive. It's Disney, which means there's going to be a certain level of cheese factor to it, possibly. Yeah, you know, I hope it doesn't end up like Tron too. But Edgar Rice Burroughs deserves a John Carter series of quality, and this really looks sweet. I agree. I'm with you. Thanks, bud. Hey, listen, if we have an opening on the show... Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? (laughs) You're dead to me, Clay. You're dead. (laughs) I was really apprehensive. I was really apprehensive about the movie, especially after the the title change and all of the (laughs) news. I was just, just, you know, I was like... the explanations that I was hearing out of production about the choices they were making just didn't add up for me. Uh, But of course I I will admit I'm coming to this from a literary perspective. You know, John Carter of Mars is, is a book that is, you know, one of those, those icons of, of science fiction literature, uh, you know, it's not 2001, it's not Ender's Game, but it's there, and it, and it 
really, you know, is important to me as a piece of writing. No, it, it's not 2001. It actually is, is so far predating that and, and so far a precursor of that. Right. That, that yeah, it's, it's totally really, 1999. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Kriyan. <laughs> Anything before 1999 sucks? Gotcha. No problem. You know, I was raised on those books. And uh, that was, you know, part of the reason that science fiction is important to me because those are the books that I cut my teeth on. And it scares the hell out of me. When, Way back in the Cambrian? That's right. I actually had to read with a candle because flyflies hadn't been invented yet. You happy? But the, rea <laughs> the reality is that, you know, when, when you get uh, uh, jackass movies like iRobot, which, you know, take this, this classic, classic piece of literature and just turn it into crap. Or or that uh, oh, that other uh, thing that he did. Oh, my God. I Am Legend? Yes, thank you. Exactly. And I, I, I've been so trepidatious of this, so concerned because you- Did you just you totally know, make up a word? Trepidatious? It's absolutely. Look it up in your funkin' wagnos, young lady. Oh. But I, I saw. You don't need a rivalry. They anymore. got a rivalry going on. They right got here. their own one. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually say it the other way. It's not a problem. But oh, the reality, the reality. Shut the French doors. There we go. The reality <laughs> is this trailer has a really good feel to it, and it, to me, Disney is not one of those that takes the best five minutes of a movie and puts it in a four-minute trailer. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually feeling good about it. I really am. I really, really am. Which brings us to Star Trek. In a roundabout way, Star Trek used to have, uh, for the iPod and for the, uh, actually, for the Apple, for the Mac, a pad interface. And it was taken off the market because of copyright. Not for the Mac. No, it actually goes back to the Mac because I had it on my Mac. Well, this issue does not go back to the Mac. No, this one doesn't. No, Why the are you one bringing that, it up? The, I'm bringing up the one that they had to pull because of the copyright infringement. So all of them? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, but now, Which now that's no today. longer an issue because there is an official Star Trek P-A-D-D -D official app for the and iPad. It blows. You know what? No. You know what? I, I will take I will take this position. Okay. It, it does it doesn't blow. It's really good for what it was designed to do. But, but it doesn't do not, anything. It doesn't make your iPad into a tricorder. No. Okay? Why? <laughs> and it's supposed to. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. I, I mean, damn it, okay. we should be walking around with little tricorders. But, but I mean, the, the iPad just doesn't have those kind of inputs. But at the same time, um, I, I've been uh, – we talked about this a, couple, uh, a long time ago, but um, all of the uh, – <laughs> Nice. All, all of the uh, Star Trek series are, are going to be available on Netflix. And right now, the original series is and the next generation is. And I think uh, Voyager is. All the seasons are available on Netflix, and I've been watching the last series because it's the only one that I haven't rewatched of the what, next Enterprise. Year. 
What? You're watching Enterprise? The last series? The very last series? I'm the sorry. Name? I'm sorry. What series? <laughs> oh, Ooh. Don't, don't be a smartass, <laughs> young man. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching The Next Generation, the last series that mattered. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh no, no, no. Bitch slap deep Thank you. I stand by my statement. <laughs> well, I hope you're happy with that because um, it's it's okay to be wrong, Java. You're okay. But I'll tell you what, um, it's it's really interesting to to watch the series again, and I'm watching it on my iPad, which is way more um, awesome awesome than the technology that they're walking around with. The, here's the problem. I don't have a warp drive. <laughs> I know. God damn it. Or a transporter at this point. Or a replicator. Oh, You guys are way behind. Uh, <laughs> oh, see, that's, there's the rivalry, damn it. There's the rivalry right there. I got a closet full of triples up here. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you call your beard? I say you're a weird beard. Yeah, yeah. You're a hobo beard. <laughs> Now, now we got a little bit of a rivalry within our podcast. Yeah, well, it's, the it's rival guys sit back and let let's watch them punch it out for a few. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was getting a lot beard. of comments on my beard last night, and here you go. Chicks dig it. I, I think I'm just jealous. Yeah, I think so. I don't think yeah. you should have trimmed yours down as much as you did. No, I shouldn't have. I there, I said it. it. I said it. <laughs> Next time, I'm going to take triples to my face, and we'll see who has the better. <laughs> well, they stick right to the face. It's like the two different pieces of Velcro. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'll just transport right over there and punch you in your face. Ooh. But you know what? <laughs> the official Star Trek pad app. Is actually really interesting because it gives you inter- information on the on the different uh, characters and on the species. It's kind of clunky, but hey, <clears throat> at least the the uh, the uh, estate of Gene Roddenberry is doing something, you know, because there are all these other the series that have no interest in in pursuing anything having to do with new media, new or you know. Okay. <laughs> what? At least they're doing something, and and it's interesting and it's cool. And I'm not gonna pay five bucks for it. I am not. <laughs> I am not it's going not to pay. That interesting, is it? I'm not going to pay five dollars for it, but I would pay a dollar for it. Yeah, okay, so, I'd pick it up for ninety nine cents. Maybe I, even $1.99, but $5, forget about it. I just did a quick uh, search for Star Trek on my iPhone, and uh, you can get some of John's Star Trek comics uh, in, in-app oh, pur- purchases <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, from the go. IDW uh, Publishing, you know, like Star Trek's Mission Dance, Star Trek uh, you know, Year 4. Ghosts, right? Yeah, we did Ghosts. There's Next Generation right there. The last, there you go. But the last Star Trek here's, series that mattered. <laughs> Here's the problem that that ultimately comes up when we're talking about Star Trek. None of it happened. Well, oh. yeah. Once you reboot the series, it's all irrelevant. Hmm. Well, didn't it happen like a long time ago? Far 
in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. No, yeah. well, it Listen. happened in an, in an alternate reality, right? Oh. Isn't that? No. No? That's totally well, actually, are we getting there? Is this really? <laughs> remember, because. When we reboot this podcast, just, this conversation will be totally irrelevant. That's right. What? Episode one. Episode. Yeah, let's start at a new number one. <laughs> just like DC. I, I just watched. I just watched. Oh. Don't get me started on DC. Oh, Do good lord! We had that fight last week. Oh, and nice. the week before, and the week, and the week before. before that. Well, let's keep it going. Yeah, come on! It's still break out that crossbow. It angers up the blood. <laughs> get out the Coumadin, kids. We're gonna need some blood thinners before we're done. You only know that term because you're old. Thank you. <laughs> just, just saying. Speaking of, of series that are much beloved, though. Thank you for saying not speaking of old. Go ahead. <laughs> series that are much beloved of people in the elder generation. Oh, uh, shit. Agatha Christie. Those people who Steve still Racer. remember when movies were projected on film in black and white. Dun, 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 dun. Who are these people? No, that, that was your middle age, right? They are they are recognizable by their lack of hair. <laughs> oh, you are so treading on thin ice right now, young man. No, but Sam Raimi is is rebooting uh, the the Wizard of Oz series. He's he's making a movie called what? Oz the Great and Powerful, and um, there's been a lot of speculation and stuff about it. The only thing that we have right now is a logo that was uh, posted. Uh, on the on set, but the the film it includes uh, James Franco, Mila Kunis, Rachel well- Weiss, uh, Michelle Wisdom, and and unfortunately, Zach and a lot Brad. of other hot people. Apparently, <laughs> a bunch yeah. of other in his hot car people as a cameo. Yeah. yeah, when is when is that coming? All, no, all Rutger people, Hauer as the great and powerful Oz. However, all, oh, he's the, not all hot that at all. all the people <laughs> that Sam Raimi, all the people that Sam Raimi wants to see naked. Uh, <laughs> including James Franco, evidently. Well, I'm yeah. sure you know. I mean, hey, the chick like maybe you know. You saw Freaks and Geeks. He's he's an attractive fella. <laughs> I have the DVDs. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that reboot is not nearly as great and powerful as Diablo Cody rewriting Evil Dead. I'm I'm so not interested. Uh, sorry. I am I am evil deaded out. I truly am. Here, here. Really? Yeah, I agree on that one as well. Really? I was a fan and Yeah. You know, there's only so many like no the boomstick version. Oh, you know, like there's oh, only so yes. many cuts of a movie that you can watch before you just like forget it. I mean so, you know I'm done. You, yeah, you've you've got seven different versions of, of Blade Runner out there right now. Each one minusculely different from the others, and and somebody willing to sell you all seven of them in, in a uh, valise boxed set for some god unknown reason, and and we're rebooting so many franchises for no apparent reason, and there's so much good original fiction out there right now, and it's not happening for them. The reason it's not happening is because Hollywood doesn't want to take a risk and nobody wants to do anything original anymore. And it friggin' blows. It just blows. Hey, hey, you know what? 
I, I disagree because Fox is is going to start a new series now. Now hold on here because okay. First of all, you're talking Fox, okay? okay. And five I'm episodes shown out of order, and then they cancel it. But it's, it's coming out of left field, yeah. but oh, actually right field, actually way right field. But Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly right field, Rupert Murdoch. But go on. Fox is actually starting a brand new series based on a graphic novel about a person who finds a jetpack and then fights people in a leather jacket while wearing the jetpack and rocketing around. You might even call him the Rocketeer. rocketeer. But why would you do that? Because it's already been done. Hmm. Oh my Don't God. step on my enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> this is a brand new idea. Jetpacks have never been thought of before. Evil actually, can you know evil never came up with it. But go on. It's, I digress. It's actually, actually uh, uh, Rust is an actually a very interesting piece of, of uh, graphic novel fiction. And uh, it's it's set in um, expansionist prairie lands of unknown time, etc. And and this boy has a rocket pack, and he's being chased. Actually, a, a person crashes into this kid's barn, and uh, he's being chased by a giant war robot. And then the kid takes the jetpack and leaves. And- Spoiler <laughs> warning! Wait, don't. <laughs> hey, there. What is he- I, I saw. I saw the picture. There's a jetpack and a robot and a tractor, and I'm excited. Okay. Well, coming from the Midwest, I can understand that. But the reality is, A, it's a kind of tired storyline. B, Fox is buying it because Fox is buying a concept and not an actual product. And C, Rust hasn't even been published yet. Yeah, it doesn't come out till September. I will say that. So, I mean, we have no idea what kind of a track record it's going to have as a graphic novel, and these schmucks are already buying it for a TV show. Great idea, I say. I think somebody should pick up Starborn, but apparently no one else has read that. <laughs> I'm going to get that at trade. I am going to get that. It's, it's, it's a fantastic series. It is really, really good. And Stan Lee is showing in, his, in this new series, this new sci-fi series, which, by the way, is something that we sh- if, if we were a comics podcast, we would be talking about because it's fantastic. Um, yeah, somebody's got to talk about comics. Yeah. yeah. We hardly do. <laughs> I mean, it's... I just started reading comics about six or six or seven months ago, and it's a fantastic series. I'm totally drawn in. It's one of the few series that I still read after stopping writing for the blog I was hired for. So, uh, you haven't had to have I mean, about things that we complain about every, or I at least <laughs> complain about every week. Six, seven months, boy, that's not that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's, he's a youngin. Yeah, I mean, no I mean, wonder you think Stanley is young. great. You should, <laughs> <laughs> you should, read, uh, you should probably is. you should pick up uh, a suggestion for you is uh, is Invincible. I think you'd like that. Oh, Invincible. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna pull it right now. Cool. Uh, but I mean, that's what I'm reading, uh, and, and I'm reading Walking Dead and Locking Key and uh, the Doctor oh. Who comics. 
What are you, you doing? Mean? You're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for a new, that's, that's some good stuff. You're, 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 uh, you are ingesting, young Jedi. Well put. <laughs> hey, I, I just finished. I just finished Sandman. Oh, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It was really. Hey, built he's an up old for kook. Me. <laughs> I was expecting Neil Gaiman. I was expecting, you know, American Gods. And then I just read like this little, like, here's six ep- six issues about, you know, this one thing. And then there's here another six issues. And, and it just didn't float. It, it, it didn't get it. I'm going to start Lucifer pretty quick. So, so we'll see how I feel about uh, that. Oh, you don't like that. Yeah, it's hard not to like Lucifer. Seriously. It's, it's a good yeah. series. He's good to his mother. He's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Matt, Clay, and John, we've been battering you guys about for the entire night. We love it. Talk to us about your podcast. What do you guys talk about when you're on the air? (laughs) Well, this is basically what we talk about. (laughs) Oh, that sucked. That one didn't know and then we asked John what he did, if he's coloring anything, or and then he about going to the I gym. Discuss, a lot. I discuss my workout routine yeah. quite often on yeah. the show. And uh, you know, we, it, we don't have like a script or anything. We just go like free, free draw. We grab like the week's comics. We usually talk about the comics that come out on Wednesday when we record on Sunday, but. That's not, definitely not hard and fast rule. Like we go back weeks, or like maybe somebody will read a trade and we'll talk about that. Or if there's like a movie, like you know, that like X Men First Class came out that week, and we saw it, and we'll talk about that and all that. Or Matt'll yeah. see it again. I did see it again. It was that good. Actually, I, I saw I saw it again uh, two nights ago. Very well. See that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm and, not the only one. I uh, I really think they got it. You know, they finally figured out how to. Get the characters down here. I, I'm a fan of Kevin Bacon. I'm talking yeah, he was that good. right off the bat. He was amazing in this movie. I, I think he did a terrific job. I like the interplay between Xavier and Magneto. I thought absolutely. it showed. I thought the last 15 minutes of that movie were absolutely pricelessly good. You're out of your mind. <laughs> I, I, wow. I had a boner the last half hour of that movie. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh. And well. don't care to. Oh. Well, Bring some Viagra then. That's <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for the Netflix. Right. Well, oh, but, but I won't be able to get it on DVD. Because there's no freaking way I'm paying twice as much for a DVD. <laughs> By the time it comes out on net, maybe Netflix will have done. They're like only Blu-ray now or something. Like yeah. they're like racing through. They're like pretty pretty soon. They're gonna be like done. Well, I love the fact that you can't buy a DVD anymore without buying it in the DVD pack with the Blu-ray and the digital down. <laughs> Because they can't give away Blu-ray players at this point. Mm. Because any, no one cares. With any luck at all, it will go the way of Betamax and die in ungrateful. It's death. already gone the way of Betamax. Now, HD DVD went the way of Betamax. Yeah. You know, but VHS will go the way of VHS. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Yes, yes, it will. Uh, that is true. In fact, it is. In fact, VHS has already gone the way of VHS. Pretty much. So, this is. <laughs> I don't how like I... that um, commercial at the beginning of DVDs. Now it's like it has a shitty little kid like looking at his mo- her mom's iPhone because I want to have a copy of whatever the born identity for my kid in the, in the shopping cart and then it's like, well I want it I want to watch something while I'm sitting down at the bench playing basketball with my friends yeah, so I don't have to pay attention to life I can actually be <laughs> yeah. used by my own self and this yeah. is why I don't pay for DVDs because I don't want to see that stupid shit when I play shit <laughs> Yeah, when on VCR on VHS you could fast forward over all that stuff. Here, yeah, here's here's my issue with digital downloads is you don't get any of the like uh, commentary tracks and, and granted ninety percent of the commentary tracks are crap, but you know you come across uh, occasionally. If, if, if there's a movie, if there's a movie that I care about enough to to listen to the commentary and and have the extras, I will buy, buy it on this. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, at that and, point, and you, buy you know the what? Disc. At some point, at some point, I will have a, a Blu-ray player, and I will buy it on Blu-ray, as long as it can play DVD, because I've got all the movies I care about on DVD. I'm just saying that I'm not going to go buy, out and buy a brand new movie on Blu-ray that I haven't seen before. Oh, I would never. It doesn't make oh, any no, sense. No, 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 no. But would you buy a movie that you've already owned on DVD if they have extra, if they have cool extras on the Blu-ray? That's the no. question. Uh, you know what? You know what? Actually, actually, that 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 issue came up because uh, a friend of mine wanted to do a, uh, a day of Lord of the Rings, and so we were going to watch the extended cut of the of the Lord of the Rings. And he went out and blew, bought the Blu-ray, and I have the extended cut in DVD. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. There's there's no difference between the Blu-ray version and the DVD version, except that the Blu-ray version is H uh, 1080p and the mm-hmm. DVD version is 720p or whatever, right? Which no yes. can tell the difference so it was a little more clear. Yeah, and and honestly, I don't need to see Boromir's mouth being a little bit more clearly shut. Sean I don't understand why. I don't understand why because it's important that we know these things. It's important that we see these things. And if you give a rat's ass, you know what? No, don't. Don't bother at this point. There's I'm sure no there will be another version, even like the ultimate Blu-ray. You know, okay. like. But we're not talking. We're not talking about George Lucas here. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine us actually doing that. I so will. A, I will never again buy Star Wars. I told Durson I almost bought uh, Empire Strikes Back on VHS the other day, but then I don't have a VCR. <laughs> it was at it was at the thrift store, and I was like, "Wow, this would be really cool to watch because it doesn't have the." And then I was like, "Oh, I don't have a VCR. I'm not going to get it." I'm well, sure you the probably got a VCR as well. <laughs> yeah, I put your right. I, man- I managed bucks. to find. I managed to find, and I I did this on purpose. I found the DVD version that was the uh, special remastered with the new shitty ending at the end of every movie. But it also had the original theatrical DVD in it. Oh, very well. So, yeah. So I have I have the theatrical release on DVD for all three of the only movies of Star Wars that were ever made. They're going to hunt you down and take them because <laughs> those originals <laughs> are supposed to never be seen, right? No, I mean, no. Like, they, yeah, they, they they have legitimate releases. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. After fan outcry. Oh. <laughs> so, so you actually bought episodes four, five, and six, did you? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Is that a Doctor Who reference? <laughs> there are only three. There are only three Star Wars movies. Okay. There's Star Wars. Oh. He's waving his hand in front of you as he says that. Yes. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And those are the only three movies of Star Wars that were ever made. Yeah, four, five, and six. I've just made my peace with this now. Here we are, all these years later. Let's not bring this old. I've just finally got my mind around this. Let's not start that. Years of therapy. <laughs> Is it? Isn't that just what it comes down to, though? It's it's this it's this constant struggle with nerds and their love, and and you know y- you know she 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 beats you, and she she <laughs> abuses you, and she tells you that you're shit, and you still come back and you say, "But I want more." And it was then like spend- being a Red Sox fan until two thousand four. Now, right? Yeah, sure. It's like you spend oh. all that money to go to Comic Con, and they still charge you fifty bucks for the photograph with you and Spike. You <laughs> bastards! No, what I did was I transferred my anger over to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So Which is that- legitimate. <laughs> that is a completely legitimate choice. Yeah, well, that was a good transfer of energy there. Yes, yes. Well, that's where all my anger is going. Made my peace with the other. Those. Here's here's what saved the the prequels for me is the fact that this past season of the Clone Wars cartoon is what the prequels should have been. Could be right. You could absolutely be right. The Clone Wars is kind of cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool to be honest with you. You so know, kind of legitimizes a little see, bit. Yeah. See, here's here's what Lucas should just come up with an idea and then have other people write it, and then they'll cut out all the shitty stuff like Jar Jar Binks and. Stupid, and the uh, movie like, that was entirely talking about trade federation. Yeah, I see, my problem with the prequels <laughs> is I don't know who the bad guys are and who the good guys are, it's, and it's, you it's, don't care, which yeah, makes well, that's it exactly right. It. That's the problem, you don't care, yeah. right? I mean, because I mean, in Dune, figuring out who the bad guys are is an important part of the story, and you it's know? transparent, it's immediately apparent to you throughout the entirety of the series. Yeah, that I mean, I use I use Star Wars as an example of the hero's journey in my literature classes because it's easy for them to understand. Good guy is in white, bad guy is in black. You know, it's like an old-fashioned uh, uh, cowboy Six movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, well you ruined his whole class. <laughs> oh, sorry. If, if, you, if you don't, if you don't give, if you don't put a little complexity in there, it makes it too easy for them. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> right. No, but I mean that—that's the point. And, well, Lucas and, drew from that anyway. So I mean, so your point is obviously. That, I mean, he read Campbell and all that. So, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, your, your point is very valid. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the the what it comes down to is is that there there's there's all this complexity that's there, and it just it gets completely hidden in the prequels, and and. Needlessly, it gets needlessly hidden in the prequels. Agreed. And you just made me talk about the prequels, Sorry. which you and said didn't exist. They don't exist. Yeah. To never talk about. But at the same time, I'm looking at cowboys and Indian, or I'm sorry, cowboys and aliens, and I'm like, I want that. 
Oh, totally. Totally. I, I cannot freaking uh, wait. Uh, yeah, that's going to be great. Let's be silly with it. Why not? Absolutely. Let's go drunk and just enjoy it. Yeah. Will Smith it's... in it? <laughs> I think he's going to be driving a big But I'll tell you what. Shia LaBeouf is not in it. Oh, okay. That's the important thing. All things considered, that makes it a good movie. Harrison Ford is in it, and, and Shia LaBeouf is not. All that needs to be said. <laughs> and on... Especially, especially, because, especially because Shia LaBeouf keeps talking about the next Indiana Jones movie, and I want him to shut the hell up. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Matt Durson, Clay Inferno, and John Hunt from the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast, our rivals. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, nothing hey. was settled tonight, I'll tell you. Absolutely that. nothing. I think we're going to have to do this again. Sure thing. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, well, once every six months. The audio comics, too. <laughs> yeah, can we throw a plug or something in there? Yeah. What the heck? I think we can do that. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, check us out, leaguepodcast.com. Uh, we're on... You know, we're on Twitter, at League Podcast, Facebook, all that. Circle all that great shit. Yeah, circle us. that up and we'll have it uh, posted right on our website for you. Right. Circle us up, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Next weekend on... Uh, oh, God. Dome's going to try to do the coming up. Yeah, July again. 27th. Ted Woods. You met him at Boston Comic Con. Now you can talk about his latest anthology of fiction because that's what we're going to do next week. On the 30th, Jeff Burns, Super Knocked Up. What more do you need to know? Absolutely nothing. On August 6th, we are off the air, which means you can watch TV and look at the commercials. August 13th, we're back with the crew of Kill Shakespeare. And on August 20th, Everett Soares takes us on the Sky Pirates of Valendor. And evidently, we have a... A something that's going to be said there that's important, something new going on with Sky Pilots of Valendor. Stay tuned for that. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con. We love them. (laughs) For now. (laughs) (laughs) Bring on your trebuchet, my crossbows. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is also the official podcast of Comic Art House. Check out Bob and Kim for the amazing, amazing artwork there. Want to say hi to our friends at Granite State Comic Con. What am I forgetting? Oh, yes. Uh, let me see. What else am I want to forget? Uh, uh, from the Austin Brighton Bunker. It's the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana. I screwed it up again, didn't I? Yeah, um, you forgot to say the, 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 the music oh. is by... Oh, yes, our Zenoise music design. tonight is by Zanoise. You can buy their tune, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. There we go. Is that better? Uh, I Man. guess. <laughs> 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 from Outdoor Salary. Hey, close enough for government work. Our <laughs> gaming editor, thank you, Awake by Java. That's me. And guys, thank you for joining us tonight. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Good night, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to do something now, right? <laughs>
Nothing is impossible, not if you can imagine it. That's what being a scientist is all about.